0: Hello friends, I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 5 Then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, This is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. So, the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, Complete the work required of you for each day, just as when you had straw. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed, demanding, Why haven't you met your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite overseers went and appealed to Pharaoh, why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told, Make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, Lazy, that's what you are, lazy. That's why you keep saying, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told, You are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they went and found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, May the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses then returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. This is a very short chapter, but it kind of sets the stage for the plagues in various ways. First, in verse 1, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord God of Israel says, let my people go. And so they're representing the God of Israel, and the God of Israel is speaking of the Jewish people as his people. He's appealing directly to Pharaoh through Moses and Aaron saying, Let my people go. And why does he want them to be let go? So they may hold a festival to him in the wilderness. In other words, he wants them to come and worship and interact with him. It's all about this um, wilderness gathering, this calling them out of Egypt to gather in the wilderness. So prophetically, this is an early view of the gathering that will take place at Mount Sinai later in Exodus But the Lord is calling the Jewish people his people, and he's demanding that Pharaoh let them go so that they may hold a festival in the wilderness. Pharaoh responds and said, Who is Yahweh? Who is this Yahweh that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know Yahweh, and I will not let Israel go. Well, friends... He is about to come to know the God of Israel, the Yahweh, because the Lord is going to show himself strong on behalf of his people, and Pharaoh will indeed know who Yahweh is, even though he says, I don't know him, never heard of him, I'm not going to let Israel go, he will indeed be forced to his knees, he will indeed uh, relent and let the Jewish people go into the wilderness to worship the living God. And so Moses and Aaron continued their conversation with with Pharaoh in verse three. They said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. And of course, he is going to strike with plagues, but it's going to be on Israel, not on his own people. And so Pharaoh responds to this plea by coming up with a scheme to make it even harder on the slaves. He decides that their laziness is why they want to go worship Yahweh, so he's going to make life harder for them. So in verse 6, that same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You're no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. And so this is an impossible condition they're putting on them. Originally, there was a group supplying straw, and then it was bad enough that they had to slave in the hot Egyptian sun to make the bricks. But now they're going to have to work twice as hard. They're going to have to go and find their own straw. And Pharaoh continues in his accusations. He says, make the work harder for the people so that they will keep working and pay no attention to the lies. Now, these lies he's talking about is the word of the Lord through Moses and Aaron, that the people are to go out and and, uh, worship God in the wilderness. So the Hebrews begin to blame Moses and Aaron. In verse 19, the Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told, you're not to reduce the number of bricks required of you for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron were waiting to meet them. And they said, May the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Now, friends, that was a horrible accusation against Moses and Aaron, who were trying to be obedient to God and to see God's people set free. But they called down judgment on them because of the initial response of Pharaoh. So Moses didn't take up his complaint with them. He went and took his complaint to the Lord. It says in verse 22, he returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? And of course, he's wondering about the call of God on his life because things are not working out the way he anticipated. He continues and says, Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. And so let me just kind of encapsulate this chapter, if I may. Moses and Aaron were told to go to Pharaoh, representing Yahweh, and to demand that Pharaoh let God's people go, the Jewish people, so that they would go to the wilderness and worship God. Pharaoh responds and said, who is Yahweh? I've never heard of Yahweh. And, um, and then Pharaoh decides that the problem is the slaves are having too much time on their hands, they want to worship, so he's going to make their lives more difficult. And he puts this horrible requirement that doubles their labor, essentially, causing them to gather straw to make bricks and to make the bricks. The Hebrews respond by blaming Moses and Aaron for their suffering, and Moses response to that by going to the Lord and saying, Lord, what's going on? This is not the route that I was planning to take to deliver your people from Egypt. This looks like even worse trouble. And so we end this chapter here on kind of a down defeated note. But I want to point out, friends, that a lot of us in our walks with God, we experience things that along the way don't seem like we're making headway on our journey. In fact, sometimes when we decide to serve the Lord, it seems like things get worse but we've got to stay the course. It's me speaking, but I'm speaking to myself and not just you. We've always got to stay the course. No matter what it looks like with our eyes, we've got to be obedient to the Word of the Lord as we understand it. And so, Heavenly Father, I just pray for obedient hearts, for those that are listening, Lord, for obedience for myself and for the listeners. God, we um, may we take our complaints to you and not to other men. May we respond to you and not to They're humans that oppose us or who mistreat us from time to time. Lord, if our lives are not working out as we anticipated, may we not lose faith and hope in you. Lord, we trust you. We love you. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer.